Section 42 of From the Tower Window of My Book House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by The Story Girl. Kalevala, Land of Heroes. Retold from the Kalevala, the national epic of Finland. Come and hearken to this story. Caught from winds and waves and woodlands, from the pastures of the Northland, from the meads of Kalevala. In the ancient times it happened, in the shining land of heroes, that there dwelt an aged greybeard, Vainamurinen, famous minstrel, in the vales and on the mountains, through the verdant fields and forests, in the ancient halls and dwellings, ever chanting tales of heroes, singing legends of his people. And so wondrous was his singing that it rippled like the rivers, easy flowing like the waters, easy gliding as the snowshoes, like the ship upon the ocean. Well-beloved was Vainamurinen. Now it chanced this ancient greybeard, sweetest, best of boasted singers, thought to take a wife unto him from the dismal, darksome Northland, from the land of cruel winters, from the land of little sunshine, from the land of worthy women. So he ordered to be saddled his fleet-footed steed of magic, and astride that wondrous courser he began his journey northward. O'er the plains of Kalevala he went plunging onward, onward, straight across the blue sea waters, wetting not the hooves and running. But a minstrel less successful, evil-minded Jokainen, nursed a grudge against the greybeard, in his heart the worm of envy. He prepared a cruel crossbow, and at breaking of the day-dawn, turned his eyes upon the sunrise, saw a black cloud on the ocean, something blue upon the waters. This he knew for Vainamoinen. Quickly now young Jokahainen, Lapland's vain and evil minstrel, aimed with steady care his crossbow, and with hatred pulled the trigger. Like the lightning flew the arrow, o'er the head of Vainamoinen, harmless to the upper heavens, scattered all the flock of lamb clouds. Undiscouraged, Jokahainen shot again, and yet a third time, striking then the greybeard's courser, that light-footed ocean swimmer. Thereupon, wise Vainamoinen, headlong fell upon the waters, plunged beneath the rolling billows from the saddle of the courser. Then arose a mighty storm-wind, roaring wildly on the waters, bore away old Vainamoinen, far from land upon the billows, washed him seaward on the surges, seaward, seaward, further, further. Vainamoinen, old and truthful, swam through all the deep-sea waters, floating like a branch of aspen. Swam six days in summer weather, swam six nights in golden moonlight. Still before him rose the billows, and behind him sky and ocean. 
So at last he grew disheartened, sad and weary, hoping nothing. Then there came a bird, an eagle, sweeping downward from the heavens. He beheld brave Vainamoinen struggling there upon the ocean, and was moved with great compassion. Swift he flew unto his rescue. On his back he took the grey beard, bore him safely on his pinions to the distant shore of Northland, to the dismal Sariola. There he left him, sad and weary, on a cheerless promontory, in his bitter accents weeping, longing for his home and kindred, for his home in Kalevala. Now the fairest maid in Northland, young and slender maid of beauty, on the morrow of the morrow, rose before the sun had risen, sheared her six soft gentle lambkins, scrubbed the smooth white birchen tables in her mother's low-sealed dwelling, swept the ground floor of the stable with a broom of birchen branches, carried in a copper shovel all the sweepings to the meadow. There she lingered by the surges, heard a weeping from the seashore, heard a hero voice lamenting. Thereupon she hastened homeward, hastened to her mother's dwelling, told to ancient toothless Lohi all the story of the wailing. And old Lohi, hastening shoreward, pushed her boat into the waters, straightway rode with lightning swiftness to the weeping Vinamoinen. Comfort gave she to the minstrel, wailing in a grove of willows. Then she took the hapless hero to her home in dark Pahyala, where she fed him and revived him, gave him warmth and food and shelter. And yet ever Vainamoinen, when his heart grew warm within him, still was longing for his homeland, for his native land and kindred. Oh, to hear the cuckoo singing, hear the sacred cuckoo calling. Now the ancient toothless Lohi knew her guest for a magician, and she longed with great desiring to possess the magic gristmill that same magic gristmill Sambo that could grind unmeasured treasures. So she cried to Vainamoinen, I will give thee to my daughter, for thy bride, the maid of beauty. I will send thee to thy homeland, to thy much-loved Kalevala, there to hear the cuckoo singing, hear the sacred cuckoo calling, if in turn thou forgest for me that same magic gristmill Sampo. Vainamoinen, much regretting, answered that he could not forge it. How to forge the mill I know not, but, he said, if thou wilt take me to my distant much-loved homeland, I will send thee Ilmarinen. Worthy smith is Ilmarinen, he can forge for thee the sampo. So replied the hostess, Lohi, If thou givest me thy promise, then to send me Ilmarinen, I will let thee leave Pohyala for thy distant home and kindred. 
Not delaying, much rejoicing, Vinamoinen gave his promise. Thereupon the hostess, Lohi, harnessed quick a faithful reindeer, hitched him to her sledge of birchwood, placed within it Vinamoinen. But before her guest departed, she addressed him thus in warning. Do not raise thine eyes to heaven. Look not upward on thy journey while the day-star lights thy pathway. If thine eyes be lifted upward ere the evening star has risen, dire misfortune will befall thee. Some sad fate will overtake thee. Thus advised, old Vainamoinen started fleetly on his journey, hastened homeward happy-hearted. Fairest daughter of Pahyala, glory of the land and water, sat upon the bow of heaven, on its highest arch resplendent, in a gown of richest fabric, in a gold and silver air-gown, weaving webs of golden texture, interlacing threads of silver, weaving with a golden shuttle, with a weaving comb of silver. Mary flies the golden shuttle from the maiden's nimble fingers. Came the ancient Vinamoinen, rushing down the highway homeward, had not ridden long since starting, ridden but a little distance, when he heard the sky-loom buzzing, as the maiden plied the shuttle. Quick the thoughtless Vinamoinen lifts his eyes aloft in wonder, looks upon the vault of heaven, there beholds the bow of beauty, on the bow the maiden seated, beauteous maiden of the rainbow, glory of the earth and ocean. Vinamoinen, ancient minstrel, quickly checked his fleet-foot reindeer, thus addressed the charming maiden. Come, fair maiden, to my snow-sledge. Come and seat thyself beside me. Let me take thee to my dwelling, to my home in Kalevala, there to be my queen and lady. But the maid of beauty answered from her throne amid the heavens, that she had no wish to wed him, had no wish to leave her homeland, had no wish to leave her mother, wished to stay a maiden always. All in vain the minstrel begged her. She but answered him with jeering. Could he now do this or that, setting tasks that even magic scarce could hope to have accomplished? Then she might consent to wed him. Nothing daunted, Vinamoinen, the most skilful of enchanters, every task she set, accomplished, crying always to her, Maiden, I have done what thou desirest. Come thou then into my snow-sledge. Lastly said the maid of beauty, casting down her magic spindle, I will go with that one only, that will make me ship or shallop from the splinters of my spindle from the fragments of my distaff. Not delaying, Vinamoinen took at once the wooden splinters, set to work to make the vessel. Full of zeal he plied the hammer, swung the hammer and the hatchet, till the power of evil Hisi, making use of that sharp hatchet, turned aside the axe in falling, cut the knee of Vinamoinen. From the veins that Hisi severed, there came gushing forth a bloodstream, came a bloodstream crimson-colored. 
nor could then old Vinamoinen, for the whole of his great knowledge, stay the crimson stream from flowing. Truly, truly had old Lohi warned him never to gaze skyward till the evening star had risen, till he could not see the maiden. Heavy-hearted, full of weeping, then he climbed into his snow-sledge, and went dashing down the highway seeking someone who could help him. Here and there he asked assistance. There was no one who could heal him. But at last he found a greybeard dwelling in a little cottage, wiser he than all the others. When he heard the minstrel's story, from the hearth arose the greybeard, crying thus, O iron hatchet, tell who taught thee all thy malice, tell who gave to thee thine evil. Ukko, God of love and mercy, God and master of the heavens, come thou hither, thou art needed. Come thou quickly, I beseech thee, lend thy hand to aid thy children. Touch this wound with healing fingers, stop this hero's streaming life-blood, bind this wound with tender leaflets, mingle with them healing flowers, thus to check this crimson current, thus to save this great magician, save the life of Vinamoinen. Thus, at last, the bloodstream ended as the magic words were spoken. Then the greybeard brewed a balsam, brewed a magic healing ointment, touched the wounds of Vinamuinen with the balm of many virtues, speaking words of ancient wisdom. Do not walk in thine own virtue. Do not work in thine own power. Walk in strength of thy creator. Do not speak in thine own wisdom. Speak with tongue of mighty Ukko. In my mouth, if there be sweetness, it has come from my Creator. If my hands are filled with beauty, all the beauty comes from Ukko. Vainamuinen, old and truthful, felt the help of gracious Ukko. Straightway stronger grew in body. Straightway were the wounds united. Straight he walked in perfect freedom. Then the ancient Vainamuinen raised his eyes to high Yumala, looked with gratitude to heaven, looked on high in joy and gladness, thus addressed all-knowing Ukko. Oh, be praised, thou God of mercy! Let me praise thee, my Creator, since thou gavest me assistance and vouchsafed me thy protection, healed my wounds and stilled mine anguish, God alone can work perfection, give to cause its perfect ending. Never hand of man can find it, never can the hero give it. Ukko is the only master. Vainamuinen, the magician, quickly hitched his fleet-foot reindeer, put his racer to the snow-sledge, straightway sprang upon the cross-seat, snapped his whip adorned with jewels. Like the winds, the steed flew onward, made the snow-sledge creak and rattle, made the highway quickly vanish. On he dashed, through fen and forest, over marshes, over mountains, over fertile plains and meadows, till he came to Kalevala. Then began old Vainamoinen, in his secret heart, to ponder. 
it may now be far from easy to induce good ilmarinen to go forth from home and kindred to the dismal darksome northland he may never be consenting to fulfil my given promise long he spent in fear and doubting so he called to aid his magic and he sang aloft a pine tree wondrous tall with branches spreading in the ever-shining sunlight and he sang again enchanting sang the moon and great bears starlets to come down from out the heavens and to hide within the fir tree from its emerald branches shining this accomplished he went onward to the forge of ilmarinen there he found the mighty blacksmith wielding his great copper hammer welcome home good vinamoinen said the friendly ilmarinen where hast thou so long been hiding spake the minstrel vinamoinen i have much to tell thee brother i have spent my days in lapland all the days of my long absence there i saw a lovely virgin fairest maiden of the northland from her temples beams the moonlight from her breast the gleam of sunshine from her forehead shines the rainbow ilmarinen worthy brother thou the only skilful blacksmith go and see her wondrous beauty see her gold and silver garments see her robed in finest raiment see her sitting on the rainbow walking on the clouds of purple forge for her the magic sampo forge the lid in many colours thy reward shall be the virgin thou shalt win this bride of beauty but the mighty smith suspected that already Vinamuinen had made the promise in the Northland he should come to forge the sampo. And he answered shortly, flatly, I shall never visit Northland. Go to dreary Seriola, not for all the maids in Lapland. Then, alas, did Vinamuinen turn his wisdom into cunning, fearing lest good Ilmarinen never could be coaxed to going if thou wilt not then thou wilt not thus he spake and seemed contented but i wish to tell thee further of a wonder seen but lately as i crossed the meadows homeward in the branches of a fir tree i beheld the great bear shining and the moon itself from heaven caught amongst those emerald branches i shall not believe thy story said the wary ilmarinen till i see the blooming fir tree see the moon and great bear's starlets this was vinamuinen's answer come with me and i will show thee quick they journey to behold it haste to view the wondrous fir tree ilmarinen in the treetop spied the gleam of golden moonlight spied the shining silver starlight climb the tree said vinamuinen and bring down the moon and starlets ilmarinen struck with wonder senseless thoughtless climbed the fir tree having neither wit nor judgment thinking but to seize the treasures quick as thought old vinamuinen sang again in magic accents 
sang a storm wind in the heavens, sang the wild winds into fury. Now the storm wind quickly darkens, quickly piles the air together, makes of air a sailing vessel, takes the blacksmith Ilmarinen, fleetly from the fir tree's branches, toward the never pleasant northland, toward the dismal Sariola. Through the air sailed Ilmarinen, Fast and far the hero travelled, sweeping onward, sailing northward, riding in the track of storm winds. Lohi, hostess of Pahyala, standing in the open courtyard, quickly spied the hero stranger coming thither on the storm wind. "'Who art thou?' she cried. "'Of heroes!' spake the hero then in answer. "'Who am I but Ilmarinen?' I the skilful smith and artist. Ilmarinen, cried old Lohi, long I've waited for thy coming. And she turned into her dwelling, there to call the maid of beauty. Come thou fairest of my daughters, dress thyself in finest raiment, deck thy hair with rarest jewels. For the artist Ilmarinen hither comes from Kalevala, here to forge for us the sampo, magic mill of many treasures. Now the daughter of the Northland straightway took her choicest raiment, on her brow a band of copper, round her waist a golden girdle, in her hair the threads of silver. From her dressing-room she hastened, full of beauty, full of joyance, there to greet the hero stranger. Lohi, hostess of Pahyala, led her guest unto her dwelling, seated him before her table, gave to him the choicest viands. Then she said to Ilmarinen, Canst thou forge for me the sampo, hammer out its lid in colours? If thou canst, then to reward thee, I will give to thee my daughter. Ilmarinen looked about him, saw the maid of wondrous beauty. And he answered to old Lohi, I will forge for thee the sampo. Thereupon he sought a workshop, sought to find the tools to work with. But he found no place for forging, found no tongs, and found no hammer. Only knaves leave work unfinished, grow discouraged, said the artist. Never heroes, never brave men and he went on seeking further. On the evening of the third day came a rock within his vision, came a rock of rainbow colors. There the blacksmith Ilmarinen set to work and built his smithy, forged the tools that he had need of, and began to forge the sampo. First he mixed together metals, put the mixture in the cauldron, laid it deep within the furnace, called the hirelings to the forging. Soon the fire leapt through the windows, through the door the sparks flew upward. Clouds of smoke rose to heaven, clouds of black smoke, circling, rolling. On the third night Ilmarinen, bending low to view his metals, on the bottom of the furnace, saw the magic sampo rising. Quick with tongs he seized the mixture, laid it down upon the anvil, beat it, skillful with the hammer, forged at last the magic sampo. 
wild rejoiced the old dame Lohi, took from him the magic grist mill, found it could in truth grind treasures. Then she bore it off in triumph, hid it in a place of safety. But, full of modest, Ilmarinen went to seek the maid of beauty. Wilt thou come with me? he asked her. Be my queen, O fairest maiden. I have forged for thee the sampo, forged the lid in many colors. Northland's fair and lovely daughter saw the artist stand before her, saw him young and strong and handsome. In her heart was secret liking, yet she answered shyly, coyly, I shall never leave my mother. Leave Pohyala's fens and forests, leave my native fields and woodlands. Ilmarinen, disappointed, yielded up his dearest wishes, turned away to leave the country, heavy-hearted, empty-handed. Lohi gave him every comfort, placed him in a boat of copper, made the north wind guide him homeward. Thus the skillful Ilmarinen reached again his native country. Straightway Vinamoinen asked him, Didst thou forge the magic Sampo? Spake the artist Ilmarinen, Yea, I forged the magic Sampo, forged the lid in many colors. Lo, he has the wondrous Sampo. I have not the bride of beauty. Then did ancient Vinamoinen think within him, Now the blacksmith has had every chance to win her, fairy maiden of the rainbow, and since he has failed to lead her to the halls of Kalevala, why may I not now attempt it, now attempt again to win her? So he decked a magic vessel, painted it in blue and scarlet, trimmed in gold the ships for castle, decked the prow in molten silver, made the sails of finest linen, sails of blue and white and scarlet. Vinamoinen, the magician, stepped aboard his magic vessel, steered the bark across the waters, sailing toward the dark Pahyala. But good Ilmarinen's sister saw the magic ship departing, hastened off and told her brother, told of Vinamoinen's going. Ilmarinen then, the blacksmith, bathed his head to flaxen whiteness, made his cheeks look fresh and ruddy, laved his eyes until they sparkled like the moonlight on the waters. Next he donned his finest raiment, donned his splendid silken stockings, and his shoes of marten leather, donned a vest of sky-blue color, and his scarlet-colored trousers, donned a coat with scarlet trimming, and a red shawl trimmed in ermine. Then he wrapped about his body a great fur coat made of seal-skin, fastened with a thousand buttons and adorned with countless jewels. On his hands he drew his gauntlets, with their splendid golden wristlets. On his head of many ringlets put the finest cap in Northland. Last he bade a trusty servant take the fleetest of his coursers, hitch him to his sledge of magic, place six cuckoos on the breakboard that should sit there, singing, calling, on the crossbars seven bluebirds, 
richly colored, ever singing. Straightway then the trusty servant did as he had been commanded, and the artist Ilmarinen stepped into his sledge of magic. O'er his knees he drew the bearskin and the finest robes of Martin, called then earnestly to Ukko, God protect my magic snow sledge, be my safeguard on the journey. Fast and faster flew the fleet foot, down the curving snow-capped sea-coast o'er the alder hills and mountains. Through the sand and falling snowflakes, bluebirds singing, cuckoos calling. Ilmarinen looked to seaward for old Vainamuinen's vessel. So at last he overtook it, and thus hailed the ancient minstrel. O thou ancient Vainamuinen, let us woo in peace the maiden, fairest daughter of the Northland. Let each labor long to win her, let her wed the one she chooses. Vainamuinen then made answer, I agree to thy proposal. Let us woo in peace the maiden, not by force or faithless measures. Let her follow him she chooses. Let the unsuccessful suitor harbor neither wrath nor envy. Thus agreeing, on they journeyed. Now the hostess of the Northland saw the splendid ship approaching. At the helm the ancient hero saw the sledge approaching likewise, cuckoos calling, bluebirds singing, in the sledge the proud young hero. And she hurried to her daughter, urging, Hither come two suitors. One will offer countless treasure, that the ancient Vainamuinen. He, the younger, Ilmarinen, cometh hither empty-handed. Choose thou then the man of treasures. But the maiden made this answer, I will wed no man for treasures. For his worth I'll choose a husband. And when Vainamuinen landed, pulled his gaily-colored vessel from the waves upon the seashore, hastened to the maiden, saying, Be my bride and life companion. She made answer shortly, surely, I will never wed thee, Greybeard. Oh, alas for Vainamuinen! Well for him had he not doubted, feared to trust the blacksmith's friendship, changed his wisdom into cunning tricked his friend into the treetop, raised the storm that sent him northward. For when Ilmarinen sought her, sought again the rainbow maiden, spite of Lohi's opposition, raising obstacles to hinder, it was he, the maid of beauty chose at last to be her husband, yielding with her maiden sweetness to the strength of his bold manhood. Ilmarinen, I will wed thee. So the ancient Vainamoinen lost the maiden he had sued for, and he knew, the wise and truthful, he had well deserved to lose her. Long prepared they for the wedding in Pahyala's halls and chambers, finest linen on the tables, softest fur upon the benches, birchen flooring scrubbed a whiteness, all the rooms in perfect order. Then came young lads from the village, merry maidens from the hamlets. Then the ancient Vainamoinen, keeping well his faithful promise, feeling neither wrath nor envy, sang the joy of all assembled to the pleasure of the evening, 
to the merriment of maidens, to the happiness of heroes. Thus he sang, wise Vinamoinen. Grant, O Ukko, my creator, God of love and truth and justice, grant thy blessing on our feasting. Bless this company assembled for the good of Sariola, for the happiness of Northland, that we may recall with pleasure Ilmarinen's magic marriage to the Maiden of the Rainbow, Snow-White Virgin of the Northland. End of section number 42 Recording by The Story Girl